1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, and a member FDSE.
0: good morning all. Welcome, Breakfast with Patton Hills. It's Wednesday, the 21st of February. We'd love you to join us this morning. Thirteen thirteen fifty five is that Suncorp Home Resilience open line heels and of course the text line 0467 736 736. and we're brought to you by Burbank Homes. The building you can trust. You can bank on Burbank and Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. Mm. Well, I've been out rubbing shoulders with Brisbane Sporting Elite again last night. Yeah, she got out to the Brisbane Lions launch, eh? Yeah, very pleasant evening it was too, down at Howard Smith Wars a couple of little pre- Function drinks overlooking the river as the uh, the team arrived majestically on Mickey Power's beautiful motor vessel. Yeah. They're all up the bows, a little bit, uh, well, I was going to say Titanic like it, I didn't mean yes. that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the boat's still afloat, as far as I know, and the players
2: are all good. but And the Irish say it was fine when it left Dublin. <laughs> exactly right. What? Um, yeah, so was that a photo opportunity, too, do you think? Oh, it was just a novel
0: way of bringing the good, team into uh, a function. Good idea. It was good Yeah, it was great. Um, I wonder where they picked them up. I'm not sure. Springfield? I don't, yeah, look, I know Springfield Creek. I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think Mickey's would, boat would go up that far. Oh,
2: is, hey, Mr. Ripley. <laughs> Matty. There's uh, there's Springfield Lakes.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Has it got any tributary that would allow a boat out of uh, out of it? Not a boat that um, big. No, I think it's been dammed up.
0: Right. <laughs> um but no great surprises. Uh, you know, they named their leadership group a- again. Um, and obviously, Lockie Neal and uh, Harris Andrews retain the, the dual captaincy roles. They've got two vice captains this year. So joining oh. Hugh McLuggage is Josh Dunkley. Now, the praise that was heaped on him by both teammates and coach last night—it's just unbelievable. He said, yeah. "Never in doubt." I think, uh, I think Fags said that they put it to the vote. And there were he he polled thirty six votes of the available thirty seven in Hills and sorry Fag's conjectured that uh, the only one that didn't vote for him was himself probably himself yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we shouldn't make him too make it too
2: easy for these southerners no, he came true. up how long's he had with us now two years is this yeah. his third yeah that's fair enough you know Alan Border is just about a Queenslander now <laughs> <laughs> so so Josh Dunkley can be vice captain after two um. Yeah right. So they're in good spirits. Yep, good Lockie spirits. Lockie post surgery still not on the
0: park. Yeah no, he's all right. He said he he reckons he's as he's as good as he's ever been. Mm-hmm. He said he's really looking forward to the season. They've got a, another five on the leadership group, so it's a it's a bulky lot. Uh, so we've got Charlie Cameron, Cam Rayner, Jared Berry, Brandon Starsovich and the big O, Oscar McInerney. They'll be the other five. So there's nine in total. And, of course, Fags was asked about that. And he said, well, I'm just future-proofing. He said, "Lockie's not getting any younger. Anyway, mm. Lockie sort of looked half-surprised. He was standing beside the coach. He's 30, isn't he? Yeah. He's got
2: four, four good ones,
0: and the other one, you know, of course, in the paper today, Hugh McCluggage declaring that you know his management is in negotiations, but he wants to remain a lion for life, mm. and he's a, he's a great driver of standards as well. So that's the look. There's a, as we know, every club, every code at this time of the year, they all ooze optimism. They haven't lost a game yet, so. Um, you know, th- th- there was a lot of optimism at the Lions launched last night. Yeah, good and quite rightly so. Uh, we talked to Darcy
2: Gardner this morning. Yeah, uh, and he was in the final last year, uh, but he's not. You know, he's being tipped not to be in the first team. Well, he's so, been played so, handy forward.
0: reserve, isn't he? Yeah. <sighs> so, man, um, man yeah, with his horses. We could use him in the racing Queensland segment. I was talking to Zorks. So I said, "We've got Darcy Gardner on the show tomorrow." He said, "Oh, I'll talk to him about his horses." He said he's got, you know, dozens of them, little shares in uh, trotters and, and thoroughbreds. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll have a chat to him. That's the uh, few of the AFL boys are doing that now. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Down in Melbourne. Hey, well, we're on the AFL, and we, we've got lots to talk about, Mitch Marsh is going to join us on the day of the first of the T20 international. So it's great of him to give us a little bit of his time. Uh, our boxing star Liam Wilson is going to join us, but I might just stay on the AFL for a second. Troubling, there's trouble at the Demons. We knew that uh, utility Joel Smith was facing dramas. He was facing a two-year ban. Um, This was post-round 23 against the Hawks last year. A urine test was positive for a small amount of cocaine in his system. Well, this is advanced, and the Herald Sun have been leading the investigation down there. Text messages on Smith's phone, including one to Demon's teammates, where he allegedly offered them a, a quantity of the drug. So now he's been accused of, of trafficking or attempted trafficking of co- par- cocaine to third that. parties. Could
2: you try again? Can you hear that, Patrick? That's why yeah, That's serious. Know. Serious,
0: Just up Up and about this there. morning. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so they're bad words, aren't they? Trafficking. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. And, and the Herald Sun are, are quoting an unnamed source here it's, um, saying, the behaviour was commonplace at Melbourne. Joel Smith might be foolish, but he's not Tony Mockbell. Joel is, is, is not a bad apple in a barrel of clean ones. The whole joint is rotten. So, I mean, they're damning allegations. Melvin, obviously, has, has jumped up and said, well, this is simply not true, um, and you'd expect them to say that. And um, Joel Smith's manager has come out and said, whoever this unnamed source is, is not speaking on behalf of Joel Smith. So yeah, look, he's sort of
2: he's been very clear that he doesn't feel like a scapegoat. Yeah, and his punishment is coming and is to be accepted probably.
0: So it's a it's a big big story breaking the AFL. You can imagine the airwaves down there this morning will be uh, cluttered up with uh, the Joel Smith allegations. But uh, well, some
2: of these anonymous sources be coming out of the woodwork. There'll be more of them if that is the case. And uh, how widespread is that known? I can't believe a football club's thought to be like that. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't be involved in a footy club no. if, if you can't clean that out.
0: A lot of talk at the Lions last night, Healds, obviously about this so-called war chest that the AFL have got to come in and start to win the hearts and minds of the, the kids and, yes. their, and their parents. And we spoke to, to Ben Eichen yesterday. If you missed the interview after eight uh, after 8.20 yesterday, he was very, very strong, was the QRL CEO, on, on the, the challenge they are facing uh, from the AFL.
3: I feel like we're under resource, you know, while other games uh, clearly realise that the battle's, you know, on the ground to win the hearts and minds of the mums and dads and the little boys and girls, you know. The OFL are planning spending today to shore up their future for the next 50 years. You know, we can't seem to get around the table with our decision-makers and hatch a joint plan. It's really alarming. And, you know, in this latest round of uh, budget approvals, like, this is how scary it gets. We're having things rejected in writing on the basis that they don't align with the NRL's participation growth strategy. Now, silly old me thought, well, hang on, I haven't seen this document. Maybe they're making some sense or they've got some ideas. So you ring and request the document only to be told it doesn't exist. Oh, Jesus. Really? It's, it's embarrassing.
0: Uh, so he was strong yesterday, and, and he's got a uh, look. They're chasing ten million, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you shouldn't to, be to chasing start.
2: that. Yeah, you, you look at they're spending that in half a Vegas trip. Yeah. So and they've been chasing for a fair while to to prop up and support better the fifteen host plus clubs. Yeah, He's That's in their semi-professional level.
0: He's echoing sentiments that you know he's worried that the AFL will will make giant strides. Are you and PVL and, Andrew, are you are on talking terms at the moment?
3: I feel like you know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we're headed to court, and that was over uh, last year's uh, budget approval process, and it hasn't got much better this year. And the scary thing for us is, while we're seemingly not being able to talk sense into our national governing body about what needs to happen, you know, at the grassroots level the other sports are mobilising at a rate of knots. The AFL in particular um, is pronouncing from Melbourne that they're going to be the number one game in Queensland in 10 years. And the only way they're going to be able to do it is with an aligned approach with the people who work in Queensland and a whole lot of cash.
2: Mm. And,
3: um, you know, if we're not careful, uh, if we don't, kind of take advantage of the popularity of our sport, then they will catch us, respect what we've created in Queensland and invest in it because yeah. at the moment, you know, what we're asking for is $10 million in total to spread across those 15 clubs. Mm. $10 million in total, right? They each run six teams. That's all. Whereas you go into an NRL club, $17 million each Plus another couple of million if you run an NRLW side. We're asking for 10 million for 15 clubs. Mm. I just yeah. don't understand the logic behind rejecting that. It yeah.
2: seemed to me like things are flying in rugby league, but he's very anxious about losing that ground they've now got to this billion yeah. dollar, uh, you know, Australia wide cash coming around the country for AFL.
0: Yeah, and that's right. We spoke about the Western Corridor. You know, obviously they're the ones that the East Tigers were targeting in their pitch. For, you know, to try and get a new licence. Um, and talking, you know, that Logan, and then in through Springfield where the Lions are based and have that magnificent training set up there through Ippy and then out to the Darling Downs, out to Toowoomba where the Western and Clydesdales, you know, we're, we're trying to get a toehold in mm. and, you know, maybe we've given them another chance. Uh, Purse has been on the line. Did Heels walk in today or Uber or was his chariot driver more alert? Yeah, thanks, Pers for that cheap shot. Oh, uh, how easy is it
2: when you when you don't have to walk, Purse?
0: No, I eh? picked him up this morning, Percy. I remembered him. Okay, so uh, his chariot was waiting out front of uh, the Healy Mansion. Quite early too, I reckon you were there. (laughs) I was there a little bit early. I was worried that I might miss you. (laughs) I didn't want to see you walking across the Story Bridge to work. I didn't want
2: to see you drive like Shane Van Gisbergen. (laughs) Didn't he try everything yesterday? Well, probably in the middle of the night too. That by the time his race got on,
0: I think I don't think the race started uh, at Daytona until after nine uh, (laughs) o'clock last night, but. Um, yeah, he he ran into. No wonder, he few, crashed in everything. <laughs> he ran into everything. He a few drivers. Did SVG? Yeah. Nah, did. This
4: this style of
3: racing is uh, still racing, but it's not any kind of racing I've been used to. So, but it's a skill I need to learn. There's six super speedways a year, so I need to get better at it, understand it, and um, just
2: keep focusing on it. Is- I love the quote. So like, he was getting smashed into. He was crashing himself and into others.
0: Then he <laughs> fought back and finished 12th. It's not bad. <laughs> Well, it was, his, it was his first NASCAR super speedway race. Uh, everything was just wild. It was much more fun
3: than the ARCA race. I was wondering what it was going to be like, and once I settled in, I, I really enjoyed the flow of it. And it took me a while to stop reacting to the loose end and just let the car flow. Um, but, yeah, I, I made one error with the... 27, getting up, I misjudged how quickly it side-drafted them back, and unfortunately I just, I spun them out. Uh, so that, that was a shame to make that error, but the rest of them, we just got involved in other people's messes, but it was crazy, Pick crew did an awesome job, where the tech Chevy's pretty beat up, but uh, yeah, still got a great result.
0: This- there we go. He's uh, he's happy enough. Uh, it's start of a long journey for him. Never heard him so excited. <laughs> well, I've never heard him so vocal. I mean, yeah. normally the normally the answers from uh, SVG are around about a sentence and a half, yeah. and that's it. The, the interviewer has to think of another question. He's hey. Showing off over there, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> exactly right. Uh, there's a stack of league news which we'll uh, we'll get through, but uh, effectively the big news here it's D Day for Brendan Piercura down at Red Hill. Uh, this MCL strain, uh, which the bloke who's likely to replace him on the plane heels. We had on the show yesterday, uh Jaden Hunt. He's sort of he was hinting that maybe it's just a bit of bruising. The swelling will go down and today he'll get through training and make the plane. But I don't know. Is Jaden just giving him a little kick in the knee on the way out of the car this morning as they get to training? We'll no, um, oh yeah, can I do the fitness test with him? And just bump <laughs> into him. Bang. Medial ligament snapped. Mm. Um yeah, oh, Andy's, Andy's fired up. How many more do you want to take? Alan Border, Greg Inglis, Sally Pearson. <laughs> what for? And Claiming them as Queenslanders, obviously.
2: Sally Pearson's a Queenslander, isn't she?
0: Yeah.
2: She grew up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Come on, Andy, please. And, Andy, uh, get get back into your surfing, man Inglis yeah. is definitely Queenslander.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the great queens there is have, have a look at the results to <laughs> read all those state of origin <laughs> results. Uh, Vanessa's in the studio. Oh, she was front and center oh, last night, yeah. Uh, at the, uh, at the well, yeah.
1: front and center, I don't yeah. think so. Ah, no. yeah, she
0: was there, the second lady.
1: It, yeah. Well, yeah. It was a lovely night. Wasn't it was it, fantastic. Janet? Yeah, it really Smith was. And the vibe is certainly very high among the Lions, you know. Nah. They've got some unfinished business this season as fakes has kind of alluded to a few times. They they don't feel like they've been damaged by their grand final loss. All it's done is sparked even more hunger. Yeah. They know what to do and it's just that tiny percentage extra that they need to bring this season. Yeah.
2: It's time to expect, I reckon. Mm. they should expect to win the final. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: I reckon, yeah.
2: I reckon,
0: yeah. I thought one of the, the, the great stories was Lockie Neal. He, he's so impressive, Lockie, for yeah. he chats. But, you know, he was asked about his two brown lows. And they Were said, you listening last night? I was listening, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, it was good. But, At but times. <laughs> he just said, uh, no, I was. You know, he just said that, like, Yeah, there's an old story. You'd trade a brown low for a flag any day of the week, and someone, you know, and uh, Alyssa Smith asked him, well, you've got two brown lows now. He said, I'd trade them both. He said, you know, 30 years' time, he said, what am I going to do, sit around the fire by myself looking at my brown low medals or would I like my 39 other teammates on the list yep. around there celebrating a premiership? There's
2: nothing to do with your teammates in 30 years' time as your grandkids. <laughs> Show They're them just, the brown Yeah, you can pull <laughs> your <laughs> grandkids <laughs> in, you come. <laughs> brownlow time. All right. Once that? upon a time, there was a young fella called Lockie Neil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about your, um, uh, any BAFTA, BAFTA-ish outfit last night?
1: Uh, no, look, oh. it's all pretty tame. It was oh, more know. an, an after-work function. Right. So I think there was nothing too outrageous. Rageous on the red carpet last night. Well, there okay. wasn't even a red carpet. Uh, yeah. Yes, there was. <laughs> there was. There was a media wall. A little, war. There was a little oh, yes. patty found it. Yeah.
2: Paddy found it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, um, and the partners of the players were there, but didn't come on the boat.
1: No, they weren't there. No, no. I, no. No. I think because the players, it was about them mingling with people last yeah. night. So I think sponsors, they just,
0: corporates,
2: yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Got the, to
0: meet the new sports minister, yes. Michael Healy, uh, from Cairns. He's Uncle Michael. straight up. Of course he's a relation (laughs) now that he's the minister. (laughs) All right, what else is happening? Okay,
1: look, just quickly, uh, we touched on it yesterday and within hours Police Commissioner Katarina Carroll had announced, yes, she was standing down. And only a couple of weeks ago she'd said, I'm in it for the long haul, but she says she's done a lot of reflecting, she has been under a bit of pressure, and she said primarily she wants to spend more time with her family and so that's prompted her decision. She says she still can't believe that... uh, a young g- girl from far north Queensland made her way up the ranks mm. and, and spent the five years in that job. She will be stepping down a few months before her contract is up there, but the search is on for her replacement. Uh, now underway as well at the moment in London, Julian Assange is actually, uh, his appeal is underway to stop his extradition to the US. He has exhausted almost every legal option in this battle and so it really is has a feeling of this is the last ditch attempt yeah. to bring him home so his wife certainly very prominent among the people protesting for him to be brought home and uh look just quickly a new record on the Gold Coast with Clive Palmer dropping 45 million dollars <laughs> wow. on a Gold Coast house at mermaid Beach uh, and it's just smashed the city's now, property record two? yeah Has so another two multi-million properties? one as yeah. well what what do you need with two houses of of that well, and cost—it's astounding. But anyway, could for forty-five million dollars,
2: could they be investments? Surely that's so not going to rent appreciate. Out, quickly.
1: Rent out the yeah. forty-five million-dollar property.
2: She's yeah. paying thirty-eight <laughs> grand and, a and night and haven't It's
1: Not coming to Brisbane, or it the gold coast. For, sell it for Fifty-eight <laughs> in okay. three years' time. Yeah,
2: Mermaid is doubling. I've heard, I saw but that. But it well, won't
1: well, keep doubling. I to so, the Gold Coast property market. You buy it then. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> he must know. Yeah, anyway. Oh, he's the other,
0: he's got yeah. the other big one yesterday, you're talking about uh, Katr- uh, Katarina Carroll standing down. So do Jane Herdlicker, yes. CEO of uh, Virgin. So yeah, two, that came out at the Two blue. of the uh, heavy mm. female power players in the state uh, yeah. walking away from their jobs. So yes. a big day yesterday. Interesting times. Mm. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank it's you. 6.21. We'd love you to join us. That uh, The open line is 131355. The text line is 0467 736 736.
3: On Patton Heels for breakfast, it's time for the Racing Queensland update. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out
0: racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today.
5: And that's Chris Nelson's cue to join us this morning. Chris, a very good morning to you. Very good morning to you, Paddy, as well, and a good morning to you, Heels. How is it up on the uh, Sunshine Coast? Is it sunny and fine? Well, yeah, well, it's a little cloudy outside. What is it? It's 23 degrees outside, but uh, yesterday afternoon was nice and sunny. It was, I think, I think actually the 24 hours of yesterday was the first day in about a month and a half that it hasn't rained at some stage during the day. So we're on the... (laughs) <laughs> it was a positive. It was nice to see.
0: Hey, we've been gossiping during the commercial break and I, or during the news, and I forgot to, uh, uh, I forgot to mention that uh, I wouldn't mind asking you. Ray Thomas has written a piece today for the News, uh, news Limited about Horse of the Year. Mm. Now, he said probably Storm Boy comes into major contention on the back of the Magic Millions if Storm Boy can win the Triple Crown down there. But he said, "There's so yes. many, you know. Without a fight, we're unlikely to see now because without a fight's injured. But you know, you got Caulfield Melbourne Cup winner. Uh, where where do, where do you sit on who's the best around? You know, Fantail's win the other day he obviously puts Fantail in in the conversation. You got any thoughts?"
5: You must be getting hungry, Patty. You mean fangirl, I'm sure. Fangirl, fan I tail. should say.
0: Fantad. No, fan. <laughs> how good are they? Just no, soft. they're not just so for my they? age, I
2: can tell no, you. They need them <laughs> soft. I wondered whether <laughs> I'm thinking. Um,
5: Here's <laughs> another one I've missed.
2: I haven't even heard of Fantale.
5: <laughs> <now." laughs> um and of course, Mister Brightside, you've got in there as exactly well. Exactly right, you've yeah. About him, paratroop. So the list goes on and on and on. Well, I don't know. Is she qualified being a New Zealander? Maybe oh, not. Right I'm right. not sure. But yeah. she'd have to be in the mix as well if she could. Um, I- I'm a little bit biased. I'd be with. I'd be having to go with without a fight. I mean, to win a Caulfield, a Melbourne Cup, a Q22. I mean, it's not a bad effort, is it? Really. So yeah. uh, I'd be leaning that way. But uh, I don't know about Storm Boy. Yeah, you would have to win the uh, the Triple Crown. To be a chance, and that's not easy. I mean, no. there's a lot of other good two-year-olds around, but he did look good in that troll the other day. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, asking okay. him to do a lot. What What is the triple crown? Uh, is Magic Millions
2: already one of them? No, 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 no. Then uh, there's Golden no. Slipper. No, no, no. It's,
0: no. it's the slipper, the size. And the will
2: Oh, I've still got three more to win. They're yeah, the three big ones. Oh, they're unreasonable. Yep. Only a youngster.
5: <laughs> well, he'd have a he'd have three big ones to win, and then a lead-up. I would say coming up very shortly. Maybe I don't think he'd have two lead-ups. He may but he may only have one lead up into the uh, the Golden Slipper and then the other two. So he's in oh. for a bit of an arduous campaign, he's yeah. Storm boy. Yes, you,
0: you never know the sort of the intricacies of contracts, but uh, if they, if he wins the three, that that would oh. seal the $60 million Coolmore deal. I yeah, think but he's so. not running for
2: money, Paddy. He's, he, he's he? not playing for money. Yeah. <laughs> His owners are. Tell that to the owners. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's <laughs> soft five out at Ipswich. Uh, Chris you got anything yeah, out I
5: there would today? say we, yeah I would say we get some sort of an upgrade it was a soft five there yesterday Hills yesterday morning and um, tipping they didn't get any rain no nope, last no rain the last 24 hours okay. so, and I think only three mils the 24 hours prior to that so we'd be very close to a good track uh, mm-hmm. only six races today yeah, so a just a, chance, a like? small program. Yeah, yeah, lucky you've got Perth there to help you out there, Paddy. Yeah,
0: there's a dozen races in Ascot this afternoon. They start at 2 o'clock, finish at about 11 o'clock tonight, Everyone's gone
5: west. They have. All right, let's try these. Race 3, number 12, On the Verve, uh, was a $91 shot on debut at Eagle Farm back on the 7th of Feb. Very good run. Made some terrific ground from the back of the field at 1,400. Goes to 1,690. Originally, I thought, "Mm, probably want to see this one go around, especially on a tighter track. But the horse I did like, number six edition, has been scratched. So I'm going to go with this one now, and that's number 12 on the Verve. So race three, number 12. Name for my wife. Race four, number number two, Jamaldi. Uh, Look, he's very consistent. He doesn't win out of turn, so I wouldn't be launching into this guy, but he does find a a suitable race. He maps well from the gate, and his recent form, as I said, is consistent in good races. He probably could have won a couple of times this prep with a bit of luck in running, but he hasn't had that luck. So race four, number two, Jameldi. Chris, what Uh, is
2: his his good map Yes, from that gate? It's, It's It's gate two. Sitting right behind the leaders. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, no, that's right. That's good. So he does like to just
5: sit behind and and uh, threaten. Correct.
2: And he'll do he that easily he'll, from he'll gate either two. lead.
5: Correct. He won't spend any petrol getting to that spot either leading or sitting behind the leader. So he in the first 3 and ready to strike in the straight for Kyle Wilson Taylor. Mm-hmm. Number uh, race 5. Now, these last two are Tony Gollins, and I'm saying to you that uh, don't take any less than around Mm -hmm. $2.20. They are race five, number 12, Tora Bella who is unraced, a filly by Toronado. Last couple of trials have been good. The latest at the sunny coast, over 1,000. I like the way she stretched out the last 100 metres and, and came away from the field there. So 1350 on debut looks suitable. I just thought the opening price was a bit short, but she's out to 220, so we might get a better price later in the day. Yep, $9 dollars six, in the paper. Number five. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to get that. If you can find that somewhere, let me know, Heels. I'm all (laughs) over it. Race six, number five, two, Wish. Now, I've got small doubts here about a strong 13.50, but I just can't find anything else in this field that could go with her. So I think she'll get away with the race. But as I said, don't go too short. Uh, she was a winner in town last time. She was uh, tiring late, but she did run along in front. The start prize, she just peaked on her run the last little bit of the race. So, as I said, twelve hundred, thirteen fifty. a slight concern, but the rest of them, they're pretty average. So she probably gets away with it. Race six, number five.
0: All right, it's only a six-race meeting at Ippie this afternoon. We'll start with uh, the third. Race three, the 12. Race four, the two. Race five, the 12. And race six, the five. We can get the quaddy in one hit. Cost a dollar. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, lovely. We'll give it a crack too. That's a good idea. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Chris Nelson joining us there from Racing Queensland, racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. They're out at Ippi. But remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit thegamblinghelponline.org.au. As promised at the start of the show, we've got, uh, well, I don't know, key defender Darcy Gardner, a very good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you going? Good. Are we calling you a key defender? Hasn't Fags been using you up forward in these trial matches?
6: Uh, yes, I've, um, I've yeah been down there the last couple of months of the preseason, just having a go at it. So um, something a bit different for me, but um, probably see what will come of it over the next couple of weeks, I guess.
0: So are we born again, or do, do we have a revelation for us? A little exclusive on the show this morning. <laughs>
6: Uh, Yeah, not too sure. too early to say just yet, I reckon. Uh, But I'm I'm, I'm having a bit of fun doing it. Uh, Something something different. I've obviously pretty much played back my whole whole career at at Brisbane. So um, we'll wait and see what happens.
2: And have you bagged the Ford line at all? And (laughs) what have you found up there? What's it like? Uh, no,
6: no, no, it's good. It's um, it's a bit different. A few more characters probably down there, a bit more relaxed um, <laughs> in the back line. Not as much stress. But um, no, no, it's um, still got its challenges. But um, no, they're a good group down there and it's been good to work with over the summer.
0: Now, the fact that you were robbed of a goal in the prelim final, is that swayed Faggs' thinking at all?
6: I think so. Maybe he maybe just wants me to get one back nice early in the year and then I might have to split the magnets in. But um, no, we'll see what happens.
0: And have you got a Charlie song? <sighs>
6: Um, Yes, yeah, so I actually I did have to put one down this year. I don't think I've bothered put one down for the last five years. <laughs> for the um, it would have just been silence. I reckon if I kicked that one last year, um, I, well, I think I might have been rocking the Casbah this year. Maybe.
0: All right. Eh? All right. Well, let's let's hope we hear a lot of it this year. So, <laughs> I, we're at the, the launch was wonderful last night. You guys arrived at Mickey Powers Big uh, Motor Launch. It was spectacular. It was beautiful evening in Brisbane, and and as you know. Darcy, at this time of the year, uh, every club is, is optimistic. Huh? You haven't lost a match yet. Uh, you guys come up with that heartbreaking grand final loss. So, number one, what's been the process to cope with that uh, You know, since losing yeah. the grand final? And then, number two, talk to me about the optimism that you hold for 2024.
6: Yeah, I guess um, we tried to move on pretty quickly from it. I think Fag's even spoke about it recently. Um, the week following we all you know got together and, and went through a few things and everyone was pretty honest and then owned up to a few moments they'd like to have back, um, which I think was good so everyone could get it off their chest before we sort of all split up um, and broke up for the off season um, and then it hasn't been any different to the years before when we haven't made it, everyone sort of got back to work pretty quickly. Um, you know we started training again two weeks after the grand final loss, you um, know groups and whatnot uh, depending on where you are in the country. Um, And I guess the optimism going forward is, you know, we've we've probably, you know, somewhat probably increased this, like our team probably gotten stronger. Um, Guys have gotten more experience as well from last year. Um, And I think, yeah, I think we're just looking as as healthy, as healthy as we were last year. Um, So there's no reason um, to be looking forward to to the season ahead.
2: No, I agree. And if you start strong, then you add the likes of Tom that the, the dude that comes in. Uh, yep. Lockie Neal will be back and, and a few games under his belt. Uh, will Ashcroft yep. back. So, gee, it's important to start well.
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly right. Um, you know, we've got plenty of guys there that can come in and play their roles um, when we need it and, and get us off to a good start. Um, and like you mentioned, um, got some pretty handy any additions to come back in, it'll only strengthen us further. So, no, it should be good.
0: Hey, it's a a big leadership group and it was all announced last night, but I think one of the most important ones, you've got now two vice-captains to work under Lockie and Harris Andrews in Hugh Cluggage and the important one, Josh Dunkley. Mate, he's obviously made a huge impression on this club to be elevated to that status so quickly in his time at the Lions.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to be honest, he almost half probably could have been doing it last year in his first year. Um, that's how much of an impact he made in the first few months over the preseason when he got here. Um, and I think it's evident; you can just see it when he's the way the way he plays. Um, he's tough, hard, uh, no compromise. Does the little things, all the little things no one wants to do. He does. Um, and then off field, um, he's very strong, vocal, um, speaks up, um, and just shows great leadership for the younger guys that are coming through. Um, so we're very lucky to have him at the club.
2: Mm, ta- take us back to your personal journey, Darcy. Is it, I couldn't believe it when I read you were drafted in 2013. That, that 10 years has flown by. Has it been like that for you?
6: Yeah, yeah, no, it certainly has. Um, yeah, everyone sort of says that. Your first year when you get to the club, all the older guys, you know, don't take it for granted and you're sort of sitting there just going, yeah, yeah, sure, mate, sure. <laughs> uh, as the young guys do. Um but yeah, it has. It's obviously on the the other end of my career now. It has certainly flown by. Um, there's been you know plenty of plenty of ups and downs throughout it. Um, but um, no, I've, I've definitely loved my time. I'm very grateful to be playing for the Brisbane Lions.
2: And yeah. the coach immediately before Fags when you started was that Leper?
6: Yeah, Lepper was my first coach when I
2: got up. Yeah. Because I'd imagine he'd be quite good for your development.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, he was obviously playing a very similar position to when um, when he played um, coming through, um, gave him my first opportunity. Um, and so I learned plenty off him um, mm. and it's good to see him still going well, um, still winning flags wherever he goes.
0: <laughs> now, I've got to admit that I spoke to Zorks, who does quite a bit of work for us on the show last night, and I said, we're interviewing you this morning, he said, ask him about the horses. He said he's just mad. <laughs> right, and, and it's not just thoroughbreds, you're into your, your harness races and everything, aren't you?
6: Yeah, I've got a few codes covered, a couple of them. Um, (laughs)
2: Any
0: equestrian?
6: No, not quite. Not quite yet. You you, you never know. Don't rule it out, though. Don't rule it out. Uh, So how uh, did you get involved in this? What's that, sir?
0: How did you get involved with the horses? What is your involvement with them?
6: Uh, well, the harnesses they came about. Um, I got drafted up here with uh, one of my best mates, Louis Taylor, and he's he's from Tarang and he used to work closely with the Lee family who um, have a stable down there, um, and you know build a close close relationship with them. And, and through Louis, we, we sort of got involved, just you know, a bit of fun owning a few. Um, and then up in up in Queensland, just met a few people with the thoroughbreds and just sort of um, enjoy having a bet on them and whatnot. Um, and then also decided to just get in the, in the ownership with a couple. Um, a bit of fun can be can be quite frustrating. You get a lot of slow ones, as everyone <laughs> says. Um, but it's just part of the journey with them.
0: Well, the obvious question is: You got any fast ones? Uh,
6: potentially, potentially. I'm hoping there's one one coming up this spring that sort of had a couple of starts and a couple of wins um, late last year um, that might go okay. But don't get too far ahead of myself with them. <laughs>
0: Right. Eh? Are you revealing any
6: names? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. Oh, this one this one this no no, this one's yeah, this one's with uh it's called Extremely Rowdy. Um it's down in Victoria with Peter Gallagas. Um shown a little bit. Well the most that any of mine have probably shown so far,
2: so we'll um we'll see what happens with it. Mm. Hey, I, I reckon um You've got a few in your Ford line uh, that are under the radar at the moment at the Lions too, eh? like Cam Rainer. It sounds like he's going great. Zach Bailey, Link McCarthy. Um, yep. And then how is that real Ford line, Joe and Eric and Charlie, how are they all feeling?
6: Yeah, no, they're they're going great. They're just, you know... They've had a strong, all, all three of them had a strong, strong off-season, pre-season, um, and you can just see they're just working through their, working through their gears as they do um, this time of the year now, just sort of tweaking things, um, getting themselves right mentally um, for a long year ahead. Um, but no, no, they're, they're, they're flying along nicely. Um, no concerns there at all.
0: And but you great. can, you can tell from last night, there's a, there's a burning desire, isn't there, to get revenge for, for last year's grand final result. <laughs>
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as nice as it would have been to you know <laughs> to win last year, um, I think it's still still important to look back, and we've we've been able to improve sort of each year. Um, and so you know, making prelims, making prelims, losing them, then finally making the grand final. Unfortunately, losing it, but um, it's definitely not out of sight what we what we know we can achieve as a team, um, and that is that'll be hopefully yeah, winning the grand final this year.
2: Oh, if only you had the ball in your hands on a couple of buzzers. Last year, I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty, it'll be pretty interesting. This, them, but. Pretty interesting this weekend to have a look at the Gold Coast Suns in six quarters of footy you're playing.
6: Yeah, yep, yeah, it'll be six quarters. Um, so everyone will sort of get a bit of a run around, which would be good. Um, good exposure for for our younger guys and new guys. Um, and yeah, obviously they've um, they've got the new coach, so they might you know have a different system and play a different way. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone will be sort of you know everyone will be trying different things, guys in different positions. So it'll be. Bit of stuff going everywhere, I reckon, but um, that's what this time of the year is for, I guess.
0: Yeah, Uh, and look, hey, we'll wrap it up and let you go, but we really appreciate the time, but I know Lions memberships are are on sale right now, and, uh, I mean, the club's flying, Mm. and they're looking to uh, eclipse 55,000 members, so start to break new records, which would be great, wouldn't it?
6: Yeah, no, it's it's pretty special. We certainly certainly appreciate all the support and love we get. It's very loud at the Gabba, especially when we're packing it out, so it's... um, it's a world of difference to what it sort of was like when I first got here. Um, but yeah, we're, we're loving it.
0: Mm. Plenty going on in your life. Darcy Gardner, thanks very much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Good luck, Das. No, no worries.
6: Thanks, guys. Have a good day.
0: Yep. Gold Coast Suns tomorrow night in a, a six quarter. It's called the unofficial match simulation. So you can track that down if you want to watch uh, both, uh, both our southern Queensland clubs in action. But. Uh, uh, yeah, very interesting chat with uh, Darcy Gardner and uh, let's, uh, let, it'll be interesting to see what role he plays with the Lions this year. We're back. Let's talk a little bit of cricket. here. I'm a little surprised we're about to launch into this three-match T20 series and then the Tests against New Zealand and yet they're the only T20 matches the Australian team will play before June when we go to the Windies and the US for a World mm. Cup.
2: Yeah, uh, they're very important matches these and against a very good opponent looking to gear up for that World Cup, Yeah, the New Zealanders. I'm thrilled that we're playing cricket in February. And this series (laughs) should be every year. Three T20s and two tests next year in Australia for February.
0: Yeah, and I've said it a couple of times. I mean, I can't believe we haven't toured over there in in so long. I mean, they're, what, an hour and a half, two hour flight away.
2: It should be such a regular occasion, i.e., like the Blederslow, that we develop a real rivalry and something to look forward to every year. And to me, February looks fine. And.
0: This is going to be very important with the makeup of batting lineups etc oh. as well I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh this, this T20 side is T20 more powerful than the other forms of cricket mm. and injuries ha- seem to happen. Soft tissue injuries yeah. Matt Short had something be, uh, since the last T20s they they need good reserves and we certainly got good reserves. This the power in this Australian cricket team and the completeness of it is the best I've ever
0: seen. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. There's so many leaders in this team. Obviously, the Test captain yeah. is there, Pat Cummins. We've got Steve Smith, who, who was our captain, uh, yeah, and yeah, Travis Head, etc. They all lead their states. But Mitch Marsh, he's the leader of this side now. He said he's looking forward to bossing a couple of these uh, these senior guys <laughs> around. But uh, he was he's very kind that he's uh, given us time on Match Day, and of course, you'll hear the match today right here on SEN. Well, Mitch, the reins are now yours.
2: What a great opportunity in a 12-month period to win all three formats of cricket.
7: Yeah, it is. Um, It's obviously an exciting opportunity. I think uh, every time there's a World Cup throughout the year, there's always a big build-up. And uh, as a team over the last 12 months especially, we've had a lot of team success. So um, it's great to be a part of it. And we're all um, really excited for, uh, for what might potentially happen in the World Cup.
2: Even with as much power, pace and spin control, how secure do you feel in winning a T20 match? You know, it must be such a nerve-wracking tournament to play.
7: They are, yep, yeah, and there's no doubt New Zealand. have got a lot of dangerous players um, like most teams do in international cricket. Um, I think that comes down to your planning and uh, we're lucky that we've got a pretty experienced uh, team at the moment that um, no doubt will be put under pressure throughout the series, but um I think you just come back and and try and stay nice and calm, and um, hopefully coming out on the right side of it. A
2: big challenge for you, I reckon, might be fitting in all the incredible reserves and the options everywhere with bat and ball and great fielding side.
7: Yeah, I think that's what's made us a, um, a really good team over the last little period of time. Is um, one the experience, but two just the the options and the flexibility that we have uh, throughout our lineup. So I think if you look down at uh, the list of all sort of T20 teams these days. It's really important to have, I guess, five, six, seven bowling options, and then a lot of flexibility with your batting lineup. So I think we we cover all bases, and um, it's just about executing on the night.
0: Conjecture here, I suppose, about Steve Smith as we head in towards a World Cup. I mean, is he feeling any pressure in this T20 format?
7: Uh, I think you'd probably ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think you know the great thing about. Steve Smith, and it's why he's been, you know, one of our best ever is, um, you know, his appetite to do well, to be successful and to play in winning teams, whether he's playing or not. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, we're lucky to have him within our group, and uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of secret left in him.
0: Hey, uh, he's a late inclusion, but in this part of the world, Mitch, as you know, we're big, we're big fans of Spencer Johnson. Um, what sort of role, <laughs> can, what, what sort of role can you see him playing?
7: Uh, Well, he won't be opening the batting, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, yeah, I'm sure that he'll um, play at some stage throughout this series. Um, There's no doubt he's an exciting talent for Australian cricket. Uh, He bowls mid-140s, can swing it and bowls a really heavy ball. So um, he'll get an opportunity at some point, um, you know, with the new ball. And uh, it's going to be exciting to have him back in the squad.
0: Given that these are you know, your last hit-outs before the World Cup, I mean, obviously there's a lot of importance. So will you and the selectors tinker a little bit over these next three games?
7: Uh, we will, yeah. Uh, the, squad, the, the team will change throughout the games. We've obviously got one eye on uh, the Test Series, with, especially with our bowlers looking to uh, prep for that. But I think uh, as a squad and as a, as a group now, we've been really good at uh, staying present on game day understanding that we've got a game to win on that day and then uh, being really fluid with the with the teams and the squads that we've picked. So um, the guys, well, we have complete buy-in from all the guys around that and um, I guess we're all on that same path. So, um, yeah, there's no doubt there'll be a few changes within the, the three games but um, we're certainly here to win the series.
0: Yeah, I mean, managing the workloads is, is a fine art these days. You've played a lot of cricket over the summer and you've got a lot of cricket coming up.
7: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's certainly a lot of cricket uh, throughout our summer. It's been a massive 12 months for us. But um, I think, you know, the selectors, um, Andrew McDonald, our staff, have managed guys tremendously. And, and we've had a lot of guys looking after themselves. So, um, yeah, we're lucky that we've had... I mean, our bowlers especially um They've been amazing and played so much cricket um, over the last little period of time. So um, managing guys is, is a really important part of the cog.
0: Your own performances in, in all forms, I mean, how do you sit back and whether you do get a minute to sit back and, and relax and just think how, you know, sometimes it's been a roller coaster for you, but right at the moment, you're at the height of your powers, aren't you?
7: Yeah. Well, hopefully I've still got uh, a few more levels to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's certainly been an uh, incredible 12 months for me personally, and um, I've spoken about it a lot, but I just... Probably the, the the biggest thing for me is just the enjoyment that I've had around this group, and I guess being trusted to um, play the way that I, I want to, and um, I now know at this level that I can win games of cricket for Australia, so it gives me a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, it's certainly been uh, an amazing couple of years within this group.
0: Yeah, Hills was just joking when you won the AB medal, mate. That he don't he doesn't think that AB has hugged his kids as hard. <laughs>
7: Well, uh texted my dad that night and said that I almost broke his rib up on stage. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a big hug.
0: That was sort of surreal, wasn't it? I mean, that was the icing on the cake for you, wasn't it? I mean, given that your peers and and your fans, everyone recognised just what you've done in the last you know couple of years.
7: Yeah, it was, uh, it was an amazing night, um, and I guess just a huge honour. Uh, when you look at some of the people that have watched, that have won that award, um, yeah, I guess uh, go home for a couple of days and reflect on um, the year that I had personally and uh, probably more importantly just the, the year that the team had was incredible and um, I guess with our, you know, family history with Dad and AB playing together and having such a great friendship to, um, yeah, receiving the medal lock him was something that I'll never forget.
0: Hey, just a couple more. I know you're really busy this morning, but... Um you know, your chances of of skippering in the World Cup. I mean, that's a that's a pinch me moment for any cricketer, isn't it?
7: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it will be um, exciting if it happens. Um, at the moment, I'm really just focused on uh, making sure we try and win this series in New Zealand, and then all of those decisions will be made in due course. So, um, but you know, I guess any game that you, you catch in your country is a it's a huge honour.
0: And the only other one I wanted to ask, we mentioned David at the start of the interview, but we know the countdown is on. I mean, he's retired now from two formats. He's got this T20 to go. What in your mind, Mitch, is his legacy to Australian cricket?
7: Um, well, I mean, he's certainly, in, in my opinion, our best three-format player um, in our history. And I guess for him to have been so consistent over three formats throughout his career... Is really incredible, um, and I think, I mean, it, it's a it's a small example, but even last week at Perth Stadium, um, 37 years old, we'd won the series. Um, someone like Davey could he could have easily asked for a rest or not wanted to be there, but the way he batted, 80 or 40 balls, um, he just loves the game of cricket, and he loves playing for Australia, and I think that's evident every time he walks out in the ground and. There's no doubt we've been extremely lucky to have someone like that in our team for such a long period of time.
0: Yeah, and he's the sort of bloke that a captain loves?
7: Absolutely, yep. I, um, I love having him in my team and I've loved playing with him. Um, he's also my golf partner regularly, um, <laughs> which I, which I won't miss. Um, but, uh, no, he's, uh, he's a ripper.
0: Hey, really appreciate your time on match day. We know it's really busy for you. And we, all we can do is wish you the best of luck. We don't get to tour New Zealand enough, I don't think. And uh, this is something to savour for all of you. Absolutely. Yeah, we certainly love coming here. It's, uh, it's a great place to play. Great. Mitch Marsh, really appreciate your time. Best of luck. Do his matches Hey, uh, we've got Liam Wilson uh, on the line. Um, he's... Uh, He's headed for exciting times, although I'm not too sure about him heading back to Arizona because he wasn't treated well there last time. Liam, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, You've locked in your next fight. It's late March, so you're just over a a month away against a two-division world champion, a two-time Olympian, Oscar Valdez. But as I said, you go back to Arizona, mate, which has got... Awful memories for you, has it? That you were just rotted there, basically.
4: Yeah, mate. The, the, the memories there aren't the best, but you know it is what it is. Like to take these hard fights, I'm willing to go to wherever I have to go. I um, I actually have been asked a few times how do I feel about Carazana after the incident that happened last year. But for me, it's like, look, I, I want to go back there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. I want to redo my own history there and leave that place a winner.
2: And you know if you're getting a little bit dizzy, mate, when you're on the canvas, you'll get a 27
0: count. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's right. So, there's, a, there's a little perk
0: there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so just repeating for those that, that, that don't follow the fight game, Liam uh, was against the, the Mexican Emmanuel Navarante and uh, put him down in the fourth. And Navarante was given a, a count that... Fair dinkum lasted almost 30 seconds to get up and eventually won the fight. But, look, obviously a a rematch is on your horizon sometime, but you've got to get across a pretty damn good fighter in Oscar Valdez, yes, on uh, on March 29.
4: Yeah, that's right. Like So uh, I won the rematch. That's what I have in my mind.
7: I'm
4: not too sure what he has on on his schedule. I know a win to me is a must-do in this next fight. Valdez has just lost a fight in a, in a fight against Navarrete in his last outing. So, mate, I think if I can put a good good performance in, get the win, it'll put me right in shot for a, a rematch match or, or a world title fight.
2: Yeah, and that's what makes this one so watchable uh, because Valdez is saying the same. It's the perfect fight for him right now to, to fight you, who you, he really respects. What does he bring to the ring?
4: Yeah, look, it's exciting. Like I think you know, styles make fights. You know, like when he when he fought Navarrete, I couldn't help but just completely, um, you know, how how my performance compared to his. I felt like I I gave Navarrete more fear than what he did, more resistance. So in that sense, it's it's just going to be exciting in in terms of seeing how it all plays out. You know, Um, he's a tough fighter. He's been around. He's fought the best in the sport. So, man, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm excited to be in these hard fights and, uh, to, test, to test myself.
0: Yeah, sorry, sorry, Liam. I mean, you've had two good fights since that uh, Navarrete bout, and you know things are obviously just rolling along for you as well.
4: Mate, that's exactly right. I, um, I've had two good fights uh, since the Navarrete fight, two ten rounders, and that's what I need. I need the rounds in the under the bank, and um, going going into a hard fight like this, it's very important. So. Mate, I'm pumped. I feel like the preparation for this fight is going to be unreal.
2: I've done the groundwork, so it's just time to put it all to play and um, perform on fight night. Oh, fantastic, mate. How do you, in your preparation, how do you step things up but avoid injury and probably cuts?
4: Yeah, like, that's, that's a tricky one. Like
2: yeah, you, ha- you have to stay away from the cuts because without
4: the sparring, it's pretty detrimental to the fight. That's the main part of the fitness mm. and the main thing we focus on in camp so it's just, you know, with the last two camps, it's all been a, a big learning curve, you know, doing the things that I felt like that work good for me and the things that don't work good for me stay away from them. Um, you know, and that's been my whole career. You know, where I am in my career, I've it's been a big learning roller coaster. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I've, I've, you know, somewhat gone to a good point of where I understand what's good for me and
0: what's not. No, uh, okay. Hey, just in, in an overview, mate. And I mean, you would follow the boxing game so closely, but it looks to be in a pretty healthy state in Australia because your fight on March twenty-nine <laughs> is is on the on the eve of Tim Zhu's Vegas extravaganza against the uh, the US uh, veteran Keith Thurman. Man, that's exactly right. Uh, boxing at the moment in the show is
4: unbelievable. It's um, you know, in the time that I've been in it, it's never been like this. I think it's starting to become a forefront a forefront sport in Australia. It's starting to really take over, and I'm just glad to be a part of it, as of every other boxer in Australia, I think we're we're just stoked to see how well it's doing. And um, you know, fighters like Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn, Tim Zhu, Anthony Mundine, they've, they've really paved the way for us. And you know, to be to be
2: um, fighting in the time of this sport, it's great. Yeah, and you're a very big part of it too, Liam. Are you in Queensland at the moment? And when does this camp start and when we're, where will it be?
4: Mate, I actually, I actually landed in Las Vegas yesterday. Righto. So you're oh, so in so the me States me there. Start, um, yeah, mate, I'm over here. So i have going to do six weeks training over here and then the last week go into Arizona for the fight. So, mate, it's, it's all mapped out pretty good. I've got some good sparring lined up here. And um, we'll start training tomorrow.
0: And there's no stone unturned because I understand you've been working Thailand as well.
4: Yeah, mate, I'll there for two weeks. So, so typically how it works is I go there for two weeks to start my camp, just get the conditioning in, the fitness, and then um, we roll over to the sparring side of camp and that's that's where I am now. That's for, you know, getting those good rounds in that we, we don't necessarily, necessarily get back in Australia. Um, it's kind of limited so we are bringing it over here and we're getting the best we can possibly get. Now I know you're a good the fight.
0: I know you're a good Queensland country boy. Do you reckon you won't get along to the rugby league in Vegas?
4: Mate, I'll be there. I'll be there for sure. You <laughs> gotta got back to the show
0: Ah, good stuff. make sure they know you're coming,
2: mate, because you might get a couple of rounds out of Reynolds and Carrigan. (laughs) 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 I'll
0: I'll be there anyway. (laughs) Good stuff. Hey, Liam, uh, really, really pleased you picked up, mate, and had a chat to us from Vegas. Uh, We wish you the best of luck. The big fight's on March 29. It's uh, it's in Arizona. He's tempting fate. He's going back to Arizona. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be Saturday, March 30, I think, our time, won't it?
4: Uh, Absolutely, mate. March thirty. Uh, make sure you all tune in. You know, I, I do this for I do this for Australia, for my family, for myself, and um, I want to make you guys proud. So please tune in. Oh, good, good stuff! You've already later. done us
0: proud. Well done, Liam. Thank thanks, you, thanks for joining us. Cheers, mate. Bye. How good's that? I, I didn't know. Jack just said we're having a chat to live, that I didn't know he'd gone to the uh, States. And uh, He's already there, oh, but that's fantastic. Arizona
2: is yeah. very close to
0: Vegas. Yeah, so I think oh, our oh. time will be Saturday, March 30. Just keep an eye on your guys. We'll, we'll have something close to the fight date anyway, but it's a big one for him.